Now, although most of the Chidushe Harims that we've learned are kind of on the short side, but this one's a little bit longer. That's what's nice about it, too, is that it connects uh, both the Parsha, which is Miketz, and the uh, topic of Hanukkah. So today being Rosh Chodesh, Tevez, Hanukkah, good connection. Can we thank you see it just in the name itself, from Kate. Hanukkah's all about Kate. About Kate. All right. Kareem Kate, how you should All right. So, page Samaches, left column, third paragraph. Harav Hakodesh, Harav Rabbanu Mipshitzchus Zetzal. He brings down from one of his rabbis, Mipshitzchus. Omar, he said. How you doing, Hanukkah? Why don't you pull up another chair? Yiftach Bedoro Kishmua Bedoro So this is a Chazal that says Yiftach in his generation is like Shmuel in his generation and the meaning of that is that a person has to look to the leaders of their generation and they are the people who we look to for leadership in Yiddishkeit in that door so you might think, well, maybe Yiftach was not as great as Shmuel. Shmuel was one of the greatest men who ever lived. But nonetheless, Yiftach Bedoro, he's in his generation, like Shmuel is in his generation. Who's Yiftach? Yiftach was from the time of Shoftim, am I correct? I think he was one of, during the time of the Shoftim, was a leader for a while. So the Pshishka says, he takes the, the name Yiftach, and he says there's a remez. If you look at that word Yiftach, it has the word Poseach in it, to open up, right? A person who opens something up in their generation, Yeshlo HaKoach V'Hatokef Kishmuel Bedoro. They have the same power that Shmuel had in his generation. So Yiftach Bedoro, a person who's great enough to get an opening, right, to open a path to Avodah Hashem in his door, then that's with the co- that has the same koah as Shmuel Hanavi had in his door. V'gam ata, and even now, yesh ha-koach la-asos v'lifol. We have the power to do something and to affect something. Hagam sha'ata, who has man shokatnus demochen. Even though we live in an age of history where our mochen, which is our comprehension mm. of uh, Kaddish Baruch and uh, Yiddishkeit in general is is small, right? Relative to earlier generations, we don't know as much. Nonetheless, in every door, you have the ability to open something up in the service of Hashem. Not more emphatically, the redemption of the Jewish people comes out of these generations. Right? It didn't happen then, in the, in the times of our greatest people. It's going to happen now. Dafka when we're in this smaller level of mochen. Umisha poseach, a person who does open something up, maskimim lo min ha-shamayim l'kol. Min ha-shamayim, they then agree with that person in all, in all areas. If they're able to break through and reach God, then min ha-shamayim, God agrees with them. Now it gives you an example. Even toward the left side, if you're leaning toward the left, this is not a political <laughs> statement again, but a spiritual statement. 
the left side, which represents the north, left is north, that's where wealth and Parnassa comes from. That's why the Shulchan, which had the bread out of the left of Mahaplanim, in the Mishkan was to the north side, because that left hem represented Parnassa. So even if you're to the left, which is to the side of wealth, Shehema Tamchin de Oraisa, those are the things that support Torah, money, livelihood, food, without them you can't get by. Vagam Afilu Bahayamin, or for a person who's going more toward the right, and the way he takes that to mean is, Maskimin Lomin Hashemayim, Hainu Afshehu Mekil. That's one who is more lenient. So in political terms, the right does not mean that. But in this terms, terminology, Yamin, which is the side of Chesed, he's saying a person, a great person, who sees that what his generation needs is to be more Mekil, and that's the way to serve God in that generation, then he, if he breaks through, and it's a real avoda, then God <coughs> agrees with him. And so to speak, he go along, goes along with that in that time. Yeah, exactly. And that if a, a great person in a particular door sees that, you know, the avoda of this generation has gotten too extreme, and people need to pull back a little bit, again, not not involving any kind of halakhic compromise, as Vashon. But if people have gone too extreme, so the post might see people have to, in this generation, uh, be a little more relaxed about what they're doing, and not to be you know, so far uh, to the extreme in their avoda. And if he perceives that and implements that in his door, then he's made a breakthrough for that generation. And Hashem so to speak, we'll go along with that. So he says that that's what it means, that a, a person who does that in each door, regardless of how he's doing it, but whatever is right for that generation, whether it's serving God through wealth and parnasa and well-being, or whether it's serving God in a manner which is more lenient than other generations, but it's what that door needs, then that's what Hashem wants us to do, to follow that leadership. And on the right yeah. side was the menorah? The, the menorah was on the right side, yes, okay. um, which also represents wisdom uh, toward the south. Yes, Mark? Uh, well, here's an interesting question about the use of the radio, because there's some postmen who are to the way to the far right who would, I've heard Godot and say they don't want anyone listening to, listening to the radio. Well, on the other hand, we have a possibility of a certain program that might be expanded <coughs> to 20 hours of good Jewish programming sometime, which would have some benefit because it would have Sharon. So is that what you're talking about, depending on who you listen to? Because it, it, could, be it, could, be, it could That could be a, um, an example of this, and depending on what people need for that generation, uh, that might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. But that it would be an example, I think, a valid example of this, yeah. Would, okay. Would an example also be that a Jewish home, a non-observant Jewish home, mm -hmm. um, and they celebrate everything in this home. It is not a holiday that goes by they don't celebrate. Mm -hmm. Whatever the holiday is, okay? You mean, you mean every Jewish holiday? Every holiday. Secular, yes. Jewish, whatever it is, they... they you you mean other religions, too? Or you just have a Jewish and American? Jewish and American. Okay. All right. Okay. But they, they're not observant in the sense of they... They don't, you know, they, they don't keep 
Pesach in the sense of, you know, like halakhically, mm -hmm. right? They choose not to light it anymore because for whatever reason. So you have this family, and uh, the parents decide that their parents made a mistake, were incorrect. And so they they said, well, for our children, we're going to light them. So they light the menorah. Now, is that a is that the same kind of thing, like a, a breakthrough? I would say so. Yeah, that that family and those parents made a breakthrough. They understood that it was necessary. They understood that it's not going to pass down to their children if, if they have the idea of Hanukkah without the actual menorah and the lighting of the menorah. So that, that is a breakthrough. Yeah. Because I, I know people like that that have been influenced in Baltimore to build a sukkah. Mm -hmm. They never had a sukkah. They're totally non-observant, mm -hmm. but they keep kosher in the sukkah. Mm -hmm. They build one, and everything comes in mm -hmm. from a caterer, mm -hmm. and everything is eaten on paper prints. Right. You know, and so, and I look at that as a great future. It is. And hopefully it will lead to more. We've got that. Yeah. Okay, the little weiter. The Isa B'midrash Tanchuma, Parash B'parashas Nasa. So he brings down the Midrash which says, Ilamdenu Rabbeinu, that's certain sections of the Midrash Tanhuma begin with those words, teach us our Rebbe. Ner Hanukkah Shehoser, Shehoser Bashemen, Miyom Rishon. If you have Hanukkah lamp and oil was left over on it, in it from the previous night, from the first night, what do you do with that oil? Maldik Bodesheni, so use that oil for the second night, etc., etc. <coughs> but what happens if after eight days you have leftover oil? Now you can't use that oil for something else because it's been set aside for a, a mitzvah and you can't burn it on the ninth <coughs> night because there is no ninth night. So what do you do? <coughs> you just have to burn it and burn it up because right? it's set aside for a mitzvah. You can't use it for anything else. So you just set it aside and burn it. Velama, why? Because it has been set aside for mitzvah use, you're not allowed to use that oil for anything else. So burn it. The yomar adam mitzvah And a person should not say, I'm not going to fulfill the words of our great rabbis. This, these laws are not Torah laws. Hanukkah doesn't come from the Torah. It's Midr Abonim. The Chachami made it. I don't have to pay so much attention to that. So Hashem would say to this person, Bonai, my children, You cannot say that. In other words, God Himself is behind what the Chachamim have established. Shenemar, as it says, This is a pasuk in the Torah itself. You will do according to the Torah which the sages will instruct you. The Lama, why? Now Hashem is speaking again. Sha'af al divrehem ani maskim. Hashem says, I agree with them. They've told you to do these mitzvahs, and I have my haskama with them. I agree. Shenemar vatigzar omer vayakam lach. As it says, they decree, and it's said, and it's established. Teda So you should know. Sha'are Yaakov b'sho'ah shebireches manasha ve'afrayim. Maksiv sham. When Yaakov was going to give a bracha to Manasha and Ephraim, and Yosef brought them to him, so he do Menasha first because he was older. But Yaakov put Ephraim first. The Kiem Hakadosh Baruch Hu And God fulfilled 
um, Yaakov's decree mm-hmm. that Ephraim should be first. How's that? The Korbanos HaNesim. When the Nesim offered later their Korbanos for Hanukkah HaMishka, Ephraim came before Menashe. Shehikri Ephraim Techila, he came first. So you see, Yaakov did this, put Ephraim first, and Hashem agreed. He was Maskin. Vechibishvil Mai, no, not Vukasha. Now he has a question on this whole passage. Says, why would a person even say, I'm not going to fulfill the words of the Chachamim? Who would say such a thing? Is it possible to even think such a thing? This person is a transgressor, a sinner, in Kala Yisrael. He's not listening to the Chachamim. What's the Midrash trying to say? You know, are they addressing that person? Are they addressing a Poshea who has rejected the words of the Chachamim completely? Or are they addressing somebody who's, who's not a Poshea? And if they are, why are they saying then, I don't want to listen to the words of the Chachamim? What's happening? Ellen. Sha'akodesh Borofu hiskim l'kol tamid chacham b'doro l'kabala sa'avodah b'ritzana. Because Hashem agrees with the great men of a generation to be makabel the avoda according to the ratzon of those great people in each door. If the great people of that door see fit for Claudius Yisrael to go in this way, like we said before, then Hashem agrees. So what happened here with Yosef and Yaakov Avinu? The Yosef Hatzadik Hoya Rotze Shemenasha Yaktim Esafrayim. Yosef wanted Menashe to come before Ephraim. And he says what's happening here is something very fundamental in Avodah Hashem throughout Jewish history. What does that mean in Avodah that Menashe comes Ephraim, before Ephraim? What did Yosef want? So let's look at the name Menashe. Hainu, Menashe, what does that mean? Nashani Elohim Mikol Amali. That's the Torah says. Hashem, help me to forget all of my hard work and my labor and my toy Yosef said when he named Menashe. So he learns that, Hainu Hashikcha Me'olam That's the forgetting of, of this worldly kinds of things. So the idea of Menashe is a person who's separating themselves from materialism. Nashani Elohim Ali Hashem caused me to forget all of this hard work, this world of labor, this separating out. So Yosef is saying that has to come first. In the Vodas Hashem, what has to come first is you have to be parish to separate yourself from the material world. Then you can be fruitful, you can get involved, and the, and the fruit will come. That's Ephraim Peros, fruit. Hifrani Elohim, Hashem made me fruitful in this land. So that's how Yosef saw it. First, get yourself unattached from this world. Detach yourself from Gashmi's materialism and all those things. Once you accomplish that, now you can start to be productive. Now, Avoyakov Avinu, Shalom, Shekolal Eskla Yisrael, but Yaakov, who included all of Kla Yisrael in him, Ra'a, he saw, Shezeh Yihiyakosha. This would be too hard for people to do. Say, so first be Poresh from Gashmias, and then you can be productive. 
too difficult. Lachain therefore hikti mes Ephraim lifnei menasha. He therefore said Ephraim comes first. Shayihi yanose peros gamba oritz anya. That you can go ahead and have some physical benefit from the world. Be Ephraim. Uh, have some, you might say, enjoyment of the world. You can, you can be, in that sense, comfortable with the world, not complacent. Then you work toward a gradual separation from the world. And to forget, which is to say, to be able to really um, undo yourself, unconnect yourself from the powers of physicality. But you can't start there. The Hitzkim HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yaakov Hashem agreed with Yaakov. So this, that's what's happening here. What does it mean now listening to the Chafam? Which one to listen to? Yosef, Yaakov? You have to see who did God agree with. In this circumstance, he agreed with Yaakov. And therefore, V'hiktim B'Karbonos Es Ephraim Lifnei Menasha. So you put Ephraim first to show you this. V'hamidrash Maktim L'Dover Hazeh so the Midrash then begins in this teaching about talking about leftover oil to teach a person shouldn't say you know what the only reason I'm obligated to listen to the words of the Chachamim is because it's a fence around the Torah nothing intrinsically holy about what they, what they said but they're just keeping me at a healthy distance away from doing what I shouldn't do. Says, no, don't think that. After you do a mitzvah, you have to do even with that which remains from it, the leftover oil, you have to make that holy too. And we learn, we learn from here that the words of the Chachamim are even more precious than the words of the Torah itself. Right, so what is he saying there? Right, that's a very difficult statement to understand. Uh, just to trace back his thought. One is the concept of Ephraim. And as I see it, it's a little bit similar to what do you do on a yard side? Do you fast or do you make a Lachayim? Right. That's the difference between Menashe and Ephraim. So where do you start? You're both going to the same goal, but where do you start? So, uh, as members of the Hasidic sect that we are, <laughs> we say make a l'chaim. Right, so we're looking at it in that respect, like Yaakov, Ephraim. Uh, take that, which is enjoyable in the physical world, within limits, and use it l'shem shemayim. That's where your avoda has to begin. Start there. Take a food, make the broth on it, enjoy l'shem shemayim. Once you feel like, okay, you, you have a handle on that, from that point you can start to be parish a little bit. You're already secure in yourself. That's Ephraim before Menashe. And the second point is, the words of the Chachamim, they themselves carry an intrinsic Kedusha. They're not just a getter, not just a fence around the Torah, but God is masking with them. So Kedusha lands on their words as well. But what does he mean even more dear than the Torah? Because they took the Torah and they made something out of it. They took the Torah itself and they saw what it meant and they saw how to apply it in their door 
And that application in their door is very precious to Hashem. Because they're not just stuck, you might say, to the words of the Torah with an inability to apply it to that particular generation. They've understood how the words of, of the Torah are to be lived out in that door. And that's what God wants. He wants us to know how to live out in that door. And if we can't do that, we're going to end up with words of Torah that don't seem to address us. They do address us, but we can't figure out how. We don't understand how. That's what he means, I believe, Chavivin divrei zekeni minat Torah, that they're more precious, because they've taken the words of the Torah and helped people relate to them and absorb them according to their door. I think that's how I would understand the Pidusher. So, so the mushal with the oil is... is even the oil that's left over right. as Kedusha. That's right. So even the words of the Chachamim that come after Matan Torah, they have Kedusha. And we have to, right. is, that, is that what Hamashal yeah. is saying? Yeah, I think that's, that's one way to look okay. at it. Uh, I would say something a little differently, but I like what you said, that the mitzvah of Shemin is Midrabonin. Shemin Hanukkah is Midrabonin. When you're done with the mitzvah, so there should be no Kedusha left. It was just to make sure you handle it right, do it right. But maybe once it's done, there's no leftover Kedusha. No, no, not so. Because the words of the Chachamim have Kedusha too. So therefore, that leftover Shemin that was set aside for a mitzvah durabanan, there's intrinsic holiness there. God was masking. He put a stamp on it. That leftover oil is also Kedush. If it was just a fence, so once the time is over, it's over. It's not holy anymore. No, it, re- it retains the qualities of Kedusha. My other question was yeah. on the Pasuk that uh, by which he names Menashe. Yeah. It also says, you know, I should forget for Beis Avi and my father's house. Mm. That struck me as very strange in the part. <coughs> I mean, I could understand forgetting other things, but why would he name his son and say to forget my father's house? What is he? I'll tell you a thought that I have on it. Yeah. That perhaps it's referring to all of the uh, suffering he went through with his brothers. Maybe. And yeah. that he was able to mm-hmm. let go of that, okay. like we would say in our time. He was able to let it go. That all of that, he saw now in a way mm-hmm. that he's supposed to be here. He's starting to understand what he's doing in Mitzrayim. Nashani Elohim, God made me forget. Even all of that suffering that I had at the hands of my brothers, I can forget that now because I know why. Maybe here. he's also forgiving his brothers. Yeah. Okay. This uh, point that he makes about the, the oil being moksa yes. is brought up by the Ram also, which is rather fascinating because there's no other aspect of moksa on this day of Hanukkah that I know. I mean, the whole idea of, you think of moksa, of Yagdav, of Kormele, of Shabbos, the whole idea of moksa applying to Hanukkah, which is such a um, uh, unencumbered yantaf with with mm-hmm. any aspects of of, of you know, it happens in the world of hope yeah. pretty much but the Yisiva Shalom says something very interesting with this thing about the oil and the wicks by Shabbos you have um, uh, a man leaking them Certain wicks you can use, certain oil you can use, right, and not use. Right, all kinds of right. prohibitions about uh, you have to be, it has to be the best oil, it has to be the best wick, and it can't, it can't have an odor to it. It has to. 
But on Hanukkah, you can use the opposite. On Hanukkah, you can use anything. You can use anything. It has to be. It has to, be. It has to have some oil to it. It has to, be. it has to have some similarity to the original oil. The Seba Shalom says, because this is the aspect, this is the kicker of the idea of Hanukkah, to light up the dark places. Right. The, the lowest parts of the Olam have to be illuminated within 10 Tvachet. That's the idea of the, of the light. Right. So I think he's implying the same thing by, by the Muksa idea. That even if you take oil, and it can be the lowest oil, not even with the Shabbos, and you take and you, and, and you and you lit with it, you did this mitzvah with it, this has Kedusha. Even, even this lowly thing has still has Kedusha to it. I think that's very nice. Very, very nice. And it, and it retains those qualities. Right? Once you use it for Shem, and regardless, as you said, has how lowly of an oil it was, it's hooked to the mitzvah, and the Kedusha is there. But I assume from a practice sticking line, looking okay, Ashkenazic now, yes. moment, um, <laughs> well, I assume that's just on Hanukkah, it's hooks of a mitzvah. No, even after Hanukkah is over. After Hanukkah, but you have to be so raped that Shannon. You have to you have to burn it. Yes. You can't use it for you can't use it for sh- for neighbor Shabbos, for example. Well, there's a question then. Mitzvah. Are you allowed to go? You can use it for cooking for food for no, Shabbos. No, you're not. Shabbos. No, definitely you're not. You're the Right, but you can't get Hanukkah from uh, from uh, Shem and Hanukkah. So in a certain respect, it's higher. You can get Shem. You can't get Hanukkah from the Lord. Right. From the Shem, and you can't. Get I, I believe so because that's why it says here in the, in the Midrash Shilam Denu here. Which is brought down Shulchan Aruch too. So be Madura Bifneyatzma. You just take it by itself and don't do anything else with it and burn it. Well, that's because that's you can't use it for any other anything. Can you? You can't use it at all. Says Madura Bifneyatzma. That that really is how the halacha is passed too. You can't use it for other. So how can stuff. you? How can you even wash out your manure? Well, what you, well, I'll tell you what I do, right? You know, I wipe it out with Kleenex, right? And I burn that too. You burn it. I burn that Kleenex along with the, uh, and then whatever you can't get everything off because you know oil sticks, you know. So at that point, we just rinse it out with hot water, but it's so much so minute at that point. But we clean it. We pour out all the oil. We take all the wicks from Hanukkah, put them in a bag. And I burn it usually air face up along with, along with my little yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I end up throwing throw in the fire there and, and burn it. Double bag. Can, you use, it, can you use that type of oil for next Hanukkah? Yes, you can. Right. Absolutely. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Even if it's rancid? Uh, if it's rancid, well, it's not it's not for the mitzvah anymore. Well, you know, if it burns, you can use it, but... It's but not mahooter. But all oils are kosher. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, kosher. it's not mahooter. It's not Mahooter, but it's Kaisher. Um, yes, Josh. I don't think it's the same way. If you made it tonight, that more so helps you for the oil that's in your bottle. So you can use the rest of that oil for whatever you want. But once you put that oil in the bowl, you can't really do that at that point. But candles. The leftover candles in the box? Yeah. That's okay. You can use that because they weren't used for the mitzvah yet. <coughs> but if you have a leftover candle in your menorah, you know, then that, would, that, that should also be burnt up. <laughs> Just light it and let it burn out. Yeah, but if it's, if it's, if it's burnt, I mean, you have leftover drops of that. Right. Yeah, that stuff you can just, you just put it in a bag and, and throw it out. 
and we're supposed to catch on. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea. We're supposed to hop mm-hmm. here. Not, oh, it's Rishus. I don't need to do it. So that's not. That's the wrong perspective. It's a Rishus. Make something out of it. Make a Sudas Mitzvah. That, remi- that reminds yes. me that Rabbi Eisenstadt from yes. Israel, right. uh, Salam Rechassid, yes. told me that when he learned within the Siva Shalom, that he said we talked about is it a uh, mitzvah in Eretz Yisrael and to live in Eretz Yisrael he said the, the Siva Shalom said no it's a Rishus leaving it up to us and right that, that yeah. he, like, you know so Very here but like, of course the emphasis mm-hmm. of where he was that of right. course, they believe all Jews should be in Eretz Yisrael but it reminds me of the same thing and it's left up to us what are we going to do with it, you know? Good. Very good. Very good. That's a, it says, 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 it